Welcome to the Mislabeled Podcast, a podcast made by women, for women, and about women. Three ladies from different walks of life tackle the topics that nobody is talking about. So buckle up, babes, because here, nothing is off the table, unless you are on the table. Hello, and welcome to the Mislabeled Podcast. This is your host, Ashley Rogers today, and I am joined by my lovely co-hosts, Shweta Patel. Hi. And Miss Jessica Villegas. Happy Friday. Not only happy Friday, but happy back to school week next week. How are we feeling about that? Yes, please, please. Yes, please. More. Can I have extra? (laughs) (laughs) Extra How much do you guys love your children? I do. I love my children a lot. But you know, back to school is kind of stressful. I mean, it is stressful, but it's almost less stressful sometimes for them to be home for me because the getting on the bus and off the bus process is like torturous. It is so stressful. Do I just not have a good system down? How is that for you, Jessica? I don't know. I think it's worth it for the seven hours of calm and quiet. I don't know. Like my brain belongs to me for seven whole hours. The only time I ever feel like my brain actually belongs to me is when I'm asleep, which isn't productive for the other things I want to do in my life. (laughs) So I think, you know, I don't know. It's worth it. Yeah. I was just looking at other events because you guys made back to school sound so exciting that (laughs) I figured I'd chime in on something I can actually do. I guess I can probably participate in back to school festivities, like maybe send my dogs to daycare or something. You could. Um, yeah. Or stay off the road because there's going to be lots of buses. Oh, yeah. Between 6.30 and 9.30 a.m. And the traffic's Ooh. going to be wild for the week. So, yeah. You know what? Actually, I just remembered. The best part of back to school is all of the deals on stationery for a stationary <gasps> snob like me. Mm, I'm yes. talking 0.3 tips pens and multiple our office supplies all of our love languages it might be like i can't even i can't even i actually aced an exam simply because somebody brought me a new set of pencils i need more erasable highlighters i need more (laughs) highlighters no no i need you see these i need some more of these yeah no, post-its. Oh, the tags. Oh my God. Oh, and like the, what's the thing called when you have like a skinny margin paper? Narrow margin? Thank you. That's it. Love my narrow margin. Love my Knowledge erasable rules? pens. Oh my God. Love my erasable pens. So yeah. See, I'm a, uh, oh, I think I brought all my supplies downstairs, but I am a, uh, a Pilot G207 kind of girl. Ooh. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what I have always written with. Pilot erasable 0.5 gel pen. Okay. Okay. Oh, (gasps) is that the friction? The friction pins? Yep. That's it. Yep. That's what Mm -hmm. I have. I have 0.5 on it. I miss gel pens. Red, white. I'm sorry. Red, blue, and black. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. More. I have those too. We just become best friends. The milk. We just became best friends. Do you remember like the milky just the milky Jessica? Yeah, like the pastel milky gel pens. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The opacity on those was so legit. My God. <sighs> also, there is a free wind down Wednesday on the nineteenth of July by the modern host. <gasps> I think we know the modern host. Oh yes, please. Can I go? I want to go. 
spring and wine. August 19th? July 19th? It's already happened. What are you talking about? What day is it? It's August 4th today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for our audience who's thoroughly confused, we're recording in your past. And currently, (laughs) Ashley is trying to accommodate for the future. And so I'm (laughs) at present just thoroughly confused. That's why I'm such an anxious person because I'm constantly accommodating for the future. Well, next year, July 19th, there's going to be a (laughs) wine down Wednesday by the modern host. And I hope she does it. We apologize, modern host, if next year, July 19th, 2024, a bunch of people show up at your door. Yeah. If you'd like any more free advertising on the wrong date, people, Companies based out of Blair Garden, Horizon West. Please let me know. I am excellent at that. Modern host. So Karam at the Modern Host does do the wind down Wednesdays regularly, as well as board creation nights. Like so, like you design your own board. She does those. <laughs> your cheesy shark coochie boards. Your she shark coochie. Your shark coochie boards. <laughs> Charcuterie. Oh my gosh. All right, guys. I'm taking the responsibility onto myself to create a meme for every single episode. And this one's going to be a cheesy shark coochie board meme. So there you go. Stay oh, by the way, how amazing was the Barbie movie? Oh my God. It lived up to all of my expectations. Okay. You got to check out our shirts because we were all yeah. twinsies, triplitsies. And did you guys catch us at Mangoni's wearing all of our Barbie gear? And then Jessica couldn't make it. So we brought her avatar, which is a Barbie. Highlighter Barbie. Barbie. Jessica highlighter Barbie. That's what we did. Wow, living in the future is crazy. (laughs) If you caught that, we want photos. Right. Are you guys ready to dive into today's topic? I suppose. Do you have a, like a trash can next to you just in case you vomit because of the reaction you're going to have from this topic? Stop it. Oh gosh. I'd love to lose a little weight. Hit me, baby. Am I I ready? You no, you're ready. It's okay. It's not (sighs) like, it's just, it gives me a real yucky feeling. Okay. So today we are going to talk about not just the phrase itself, but the whole meaning behind boys will be boys. Okay. How that affected you growing up. If you heard that from people, if you didn't hear Mm -hmm. that directly though, I'm sure you heard things like, well, you know, if he's hitting you or if he's pulling your hair, if he's doing this, that means he likes you. I want to know how this has affected you as a child, what you think it means in today's culture, and if it has affected any relationship choices that you made as you got older as well. Who would oh. like to start? Well, he's a true story. Should we just start <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to share this like flashback that came to my mind. First grade, I liked this boy and I didn't know what to do with that. So my response was to actually hit him in the back of the head while I was passing him on the cafeteria line. And I feel like when you said like, you know, when a boy's hitting you and they say like, oh, it's probably because he likes you. Like it goes both ways. I, I never really understood sure. my language. Yeah. <laughs> but as alpha females... Are we a little bit closer to that? (laughs) I definitely Um, did that to boys when I was young too. But I just mean more of the excuse of though, 
that yeah. boys will be boys because I've seen it a lot. I heard we're it a lot. Out of theory right now because we're like we're actually girls. No, being no, girls. no, because I I know it happens on both sides, but yeah. there's that excuse for boys doing certain things because they're boys, right? No, absolutely. I mean, you know, each of us has pretty upfront experience right. with cultures that are very much rooted in that kind of a mentality myself particularly the Indian culture where like you know only up until recently was this still a very prevalent issue I think it still is in in certain rural areas of India but having a boy as a child you know like when you're pregnant it's so critical that it be a boy and if you're having a girl it's straight up considered like just a you know, burden, basically your life is ruined as parents. You have to constantly worry about the safety of the girl. You have to worry about getting her married. You have to worry about the dowry that goes into getting her wed. And it's viewed, the the gender is viewed as like a weakness or like a setback. And the opposite is true as well. It's like, you know, oh, you guys had a son? Oh, I mean, and that's true even in certain cultures in this country, uh, <laughs> fighter pilots. <laughs> so, but the understanding of it as because girls are weaker, because girls are needing more protection, they're more of a burden or they're more cumbersome. And because boys, you can't really take advantage of a boy without his permission or really like, hurt a boy so boys they're just much easier and like you know boys can be let out at night late at night without having somebody chaperone them and you don't have to worry or boy can jump off of some kind of a tree and land and you know on and fracture something but it's no big deal but somehow the attitude toward girls is like very needs to be protected a controlled environment and even though that mindset comes from not the girl itself, even though that mindset's like projected onto the girl, it's then also blamed on the girl, right? Like, because you're a girl, mm-hmm. we have to do this. So it's it's that like double standard of feeling like you are limited and then also being held responsible for having those limitations. And then with regards to boys, like the other thing to consider is when boys don't want to be just boys, <laughs> And there's that like label that is put on them. That's like, no, this is, this is not how boys behave. Boys will be boys. Like they'll roughhouse, they'll join sports. Boys will be boys. They will go and, you know, talk disrespectfully about women in the locker. They're just boys being boys. And if you're not down for that, well then are you a boy? Are you a male? Like, are you being man enough? Shout out to Justin Baldoni and his podcast, Man Enough. You're cute. I love you, Justin. Not we'll tag you. We'll, we'll tag him. Don't worry. Justin. <laughs> Sorry, I won't touch my hair anymore. Okay, can my I just God. say, like, I love your brain. Can I just snuggle with it, Shweta? Oh. Don't worry, Brenna can surgically remove it so that you can snuggle with her brain. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lovely. Just I put it inside of so a stuffed animal for me. That surgery kit with operation. Okay. Listen, okay. my daughter can be whatever the frick she wants, okay? <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. Brain surgery at six years old. Boom. Pretty much the same. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, to what do I owe such a lavish compliment? That was directed to you, Jessica. <laughs> and, oh, and I did this with my eyebrows. Uh, yes. you too yes. bad that the you audience did not see how agile your eyebrows are. 
and communicating. I really feel like we need sound effects inserted into the podcast. Every time we do this, it just goes like, (laughs) 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 so yeah, that was my take on it. Jessica, what are your thoughts? My thoughts on just the, like the comment boys will be boys. Sure. And the excuse that boys are given to do things that are maybe not okay. Yeah. And I think, you know, that language can be really dangerous, especially for females, right? It's two-sided. One is it's okay that he behaved like that or he did that because boys do those things and they require more grace because maybe they take longer to learn or that behavior is just acceptable. And because I'm a girl, I should allow it to be what it is. And if I say anything, then I will be condemned, right? I will be chastised for wanting to hold a boy of male to a different standard. And I also think to kind of layer onto what Shweta said about if you are a boy and you, you don't necessarily subscribe to specific behavior, certain types of behaviors, are you really considered man enough? But it also just creates a pass, like a psychological acceptance. We're grooming young boys to think this is okay because boys will be boys and I'm allowed to make a mess. I'm allowed to destroy things. I'm allowed to be disrespectful. I'm not expected to learn at a younger age to behave or to treat people with respect. I see a lot of moms and this could come across as a judgmental statement, but I do see a lot of moms who have boys who accept really just poor behavior from their sons. I've seen boys hit their moms, disrespect their moms, speak over their moms, overpower their moms, make demands of their moms. And when the mom doesn't stand up to that and doesn't correct that and demand more, she is grooming and making it okay for them to behave that way into their teenage, adolescent, adult lives through all of the, you know, all those different transitions. The mom is saying, it's okay for you to treat me like this. And do you think that the mom thinks that way because she was groomed from a young age that, yeah, mm -hmm. I believe, I believe that, that that same mom may even be blind to what she's experiencing with her own husband or her, maybe her own father. I was just going to say that. It's It's just one of those things like that maybe in the sun could be mirroring what he sees his father do, which is also a little bit of a red flag. When I see a son behaving that way to the mother, I will question what's going on there in the marriage. I know it does sound judgmental to say that, but it's an observation that is very much linked in some sort of fact somewhere in there. And I I can't agree with you more on that element of what is being demonstrated at home to which then it is now being adapted into reflexive behavior in the child and or subsequently the adult and or the parent one day that will then carry it on and and re-demonstrate it to their children and really I think like yes there is a purpose for gender roles just because as a gender we are different that's okay It's okay to call pink, pink and and green, green and not say like, no, they're both colors. You shouldn't refer to them as pink and green, but they are different. And that's not being inclusive or exclusive of either color. I think where the issue becomes more where the negative impact happens in creating these like roles is when they're not serving you and when they're not serving others or when they're used 
as an excuse to justify a behavior that's not serving you or serving others. Because why doesn't boys will do boys mean they will open the door for an elderly person or help somebody with their groceries? That's just just boys being boys. Or why does it mean, you know, that when a girl is dressing a certain way, she's just being, you know, a certain kind of girl. She's asking for it. Yes. Or she's being, you know, very, she's a wild child. She's a crazy, you know, like it's not conducive to positive engagement in the world when we qualify negative behaviors as part of an entire gender and attribute them to that. Because really, there are things that boys will do that girls will not. For instance, there goes that boy peeing, standing up. Boys will be boys. Like, yeah, well, I mean. As a girl mom, I'd like to interject. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Tell me she stands up and pees. Oh, she definitely has before. First of all, what woman has not peed standing up? I mean, I tried that before. It was real messy. Every one of us has. It's called (laughs) the best squat exercise in a public bathroom you're ever going to get because you don't want to actually sit on the toilet seat. Duh. Oh, wait. I mean, you haven't like actually tried to stand up and pee like a boy. Oh, do you ever tried that? I don't believe in the flow velocity that I have based on the amount of water intake I usually accomplish that it would go anywhere but onto myself. I just wanted to try this style. The style didn't work though. Yeah. Yeah. What's that movie? Oh, also Step Brothers. (laughs) When she. Um, it's now August 4th, which means I've watched Step Brothers by this time. <laughs> You're right. Ashley's having a chronological confusion again. <laughs> okay, well, you're going to need to watch it at least 45 times to catch up to Shweta and I. Of, yeah, I mean, I, this is one of those movies. I have a very good movie quote memory, so. Okay. I do believe that. Especially okay. because of all the quotes that you remember from the Barbie movie and, and how we then made fun of Jessica about them. I know. Well, I'm going to give my hot take on Boys Will Be Boys after a word from our sponsor today, Level Up Strength and Nutrition. Level up! Attention all super moms. Life can get busy and finding time for yourself can feel like a constant uphill battle. But fear not, Level Up Strength and Nutrition is here to help you reclaim your strength and vitality, no matter how hectic your schedule is. Introducing our fitness solution for busy moms, the Muscle Mommy Method. Are you struggling to find time to exercise amidst struggling family work and endless to-do lists? We've got your back. Our specialized fitness program is designed with busy moms like you in mind. Embrace fitness on your terms. Customized workouts. Say goodbye to cookie cutter routines. Our certified coaches tailor workouts to suit your fitness level and available time. Virtual flexibility. No need to rush to the gym to meet a trainer at 5 a.m. Our virtual fitness coaching lets you work out whenever and wherever you want, at home, in the park, or on the go. Quick and effective. Our time-efficient workouts pack a punch. Get maximum results in minimal time, so you can focus on what truly matters, your family and yourself. Empowering moms one workout at a time. We understand the unique challenges moms face, and we're here to lift you up. Our supportive community of strong moms will be your cheerleaders, motivating you every step of the way. Embrace a healthier and happier you. Take the first step towards a vibrant and energized life. Let Level Up Strength and Nutrition be your partner in this incredible journey to becoming the best version of yourself. Call or text 321-236-0352 
to book your free consultation and discover how our fitness program fits seamlessly into your busy life. Level up strength and nutrition, empowering moms to thrive one workout at a time. Wow, that was a great sponsor announcement. Welcome back. Yeah, we are so talking. Any companies out there that would like to um, hit us up for some amazing sponsorship abilities, then talk to everybody but me, baby. <laughs> so boys will be boys, right? My take on this is that it leads into a world of sexual assault and the way that women and girls respond to being sexually assaulted. So for instance, as a child, like boys would snap my bra or throw stuff down my shirt, right? This is probably middle school. And I was very uncomfortable with it, but I was told by a very loved and trusted adult, like, well, you know, that's just what boys do. Boys will be boys. It means that they like you. So here I am associating this feeling of uncomfortable and embarrassment with why are you doing that? (laughs) What is that? No, Ashley was saying something really important. Is it like a gel highlighter? Yes. Okay. Do you remember that, that game, the, the booger game, like where you had to pull the gooey boogers out of the guys? No, no. Okay. Well, maybe you, maybe you guys were a little bit older when I was playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> been fired. Wow. So back to the... Back to this. Okay. So this this feeling of like being very confused as a preteen of like, well, wait, he likes me. Is is love supposed to feel uncomfortable and and this feeling of embarrassment? And I'm not supposed to say anything because... As Jessica mentioned too, then you're like condemned because, well, that's just boys being boys and I should accept that. And I should accept that I'm feeling uncomfortable and embarrassed. And and the reason I feel like this then plays into how both sexes respond to sexual assault is that boys are then given the freedom of like, yeah, you can put your hands wherever you want because boys will be boys. And then girls shouldn't say anything. And I think a lot of that plays into why women don't speak up about sexual assault is because we have been told that that that's an us problem. We've been told from a very young age that boys will be boys and they'll put their hands where they want and you're going to feel uncomfortable and you're going to feel embarrassed. But that's just boys, boys being boys. And I think it needs to stop. I and God forbid that, we should make a boy feel uncomfortable or embarrassed in any way, right? Because right. then that's that's their ego. Mm-hmm. And we're going after their manhood by, I don't know, calling someone to the carpet. Maybe, maybe it's a well-accomplished student in a in an Ivy League school. He's done something wrong and now we're ruining his life by holding him accountable to yeah, holding him accountable to his behavior. You know, what's crazy is that we're saying, I mean, we're using the terminology boys will be boys. And obviously that's just because that's what the saying is, but how much that's still prevalent in adult world in our own work spheres in that, like, it doesn't even have to be direct contact or physical, you know, advances that are not welcome. It could just mean 
behavior that's disrespectful and it's to be excused because it will be boys, like grown men. I mean, in the field of medicine, we have so many conferences that we'll attend and it's usually supposed to be, it's considered to be more of like a fun thing where it's, you know, you go there to learn, but most people attend them with the intention of just getting together with old friends and people they used to work with and have like a paid vacation. And there's, there's always somebody in these conferences or events that ends up like behaving like an idiot, you know, too much alcohol or too much, whatever else they could be partaking in. But, and the behavior is justified because, well, you know, it's at a conference and, you know, guys will be guys or like, as if it's excusable because from where it's originating and, and I don't even think it has to just, just be boys as much as it's just like it's that authority versus like people who are not an authority and you feel uncomfortable about what's being done or said in front of you by people in authority of positions. And it's that same mentality. It's like it's excusable because they have a higher standing in the socioeconomic sphere of which you belong. And it just happens to be the gender is the distinguisher when we're younger, you know, like boys have a higher standing in society than girls do in culturally speaking, their value, you know, and presumably, and then the same goes for as adults, like it's people in higher positions, the whole me too movement was so surrounded by that, right? It's like people being excused for behaviors that were otherwise not, should not have been tolerated. And the culture of that's just how it is, makes it so much more challenging for people to speak up about it or to draw boundaries against it. Yeah. And when we talk about in the corporate world, like the whole boys will be boys undertone excuses behaviors from leadership. But what about the whole like, well, you know, girls are going to be girls. That's what girls do. Like people don't necessarily say that as much. They just use it in the way of, well, you know, she's really emotional. You know how women can be, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. So boys will be boys can be like a pass. It's like, you're good. No worries. And then, well, you know how women are is more of a negative connotation. And when you use those side by side, it's like men are propped up by it and women are pushed down by it. Right. Yeah. Regardless it's of whether. Validated. Yeah. Your feelings aren't real. Like you're just being emotional or the, are you PMSing? But, oh, you grabbed her butt. Oh, you must've had a couple too many drinks. You know, boys will be boys. It's not a big deal. Don't do it again. Wow. She's just really, she's she's a little tight. You know, she's she's uptight. She grabbed his butt. Wow. She's a slut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't win either way, right? (laughs) Yeah, we, We can't win. We are winning. We're winners. We, so, but I, I really think that as parents and educators and doctors and adults in general, it's our job to break that cycle at this point of, you know, like I talk to my son all the time about consent and my daughter, not my two-year-old quite yet, but well, no, we do. Like she said, no, we have a very hard line of like, she said, no, no means no hands off. And for my daughter too. But I do think it's our job to now break this cycle. Yeah, absolutely. I think really in any, in any area of influence that you have, encouraging more respectful interactions in general, like whether you're a mom, you're 
partner, you're a teacher. Shout out to all of our teachers out there. We love you. You're going back to school this week because it's always work. That, you know, regardless of gender, people should just be nicer and people Mm -hmm. should just be more respectful and considerate. And that Mm -hmm. is going to be very challenging to teach youth that are seeing the opposite behavior at home or demonstrated by those that they consider to be worthy of replicating their behavior. And so bear in mind what you, what you say, what you justify or validate or negate is being watched. And what you are doing as much as what you're not doing has an impact on the younger minds. And so like Jessica was saying earlier, you know, a woman, when she's being mistreated by her own child, that does raise a flag of like how, what other behavior or mistreatment does she tolerate in other relationships in her, in her life. And it might not be easy to see, or like it might not be clear to see those dynamics in a partnership, but maybe it's easier to see them in relationships like parenting where that's not okay. You're literally being bullied by a person that's younger and smaller in size than you. What's going on there? But in general, I think that the takeaway from this is gender rules are going to be there. There's nothing wrong with having them as long as they're serving you in a positive way and not serving anybody else in a negative way. And I still think it's great when young men are taught to be respectful of women and be courteous of others. And and I think that's something that doesn't really get like any extra credit for women, right? It's like, oh, you were taught to have good manners, like, oh, let's do the girl. But I still think it's great that boys that are taught that or brought up with those kinds of, you know, teachings, like gender role or not, I still think it's fantastic that somebody's just instilling good behavior and habits in that person. So maybe it should just be boys will be good good humans. Yeah. Yeah, Boys boys will be good good humans. humans. Girls will be good humans. Humans will be good humans. There's actually we'll be good to each other regardless. Justin Baldoni. Oh my, oh my God, God. fangirl. I know. And I think it's called boys will be human because there's the, uh, the other element of that, which is the expectation of behavior by men of other men. And when you're not fitting that mold, what it implies and how psychologically impactful that is to young boys growing up. And from that terminology of like, well, boys will be boys. This is what that means. If you're not doing that, you're failing as a boy or as a man. And how, I hate using this word, toxic that can be. But yeah. Well, thank you so much. This was an amazing conversation. And I can't wait to hear what our listeners have to say about this topic. Whether you agree or disagree, we want to hear it. We don't want to hear disagreements. So make sure that you are listening, liking, subscribing, and commenting on our Facebook group. If you're not in our Facebook group, you should be. All right. This is Ashley, Jessica, and Shweta, mislabeled out. Have an amazing weekend. Enjoy back to school. We're going, we're going. It's August, not July. Thanks for tuning in to the mislabeled podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button after you finish leaving us a review. Till next time.